going on everybody today i am so freaking excited to be live with the master at sales himself adam Kadu. adam if you think about your top five online business experts chances are adam helps with the sales team for at least one of them <laughs> and adam and i are going to go into different tips and strategies and mindset shifts around how to sell effectively through his signature heart-centered selling framework and, and his program that we'll get into. But Adam, first of all, thank you for being here. Second Absolutely, all, man. Thanks for the invite. It's always an honor. Second of all, for everybody who's watching this live or the replay, you look great. <laughs> thank you. We were just chatting about this. There's been some work to, that went into all this stuff. So The light in the background, it all looks awesome. And, and third, before we get into your tips and strategies and mistakes to share with people, let's talk about why you do this. Out of all of the things that you could focus on building a business around, why are you so passionate around sales? You know, it's a great question. Funny story is for the longest time I was reeling and trying to figure out what I wanted to do and, you know, just always felt a little out of alignment. And there's usually this moment in time where Kind of have this realization or somebody helps to steer you in the right direction where you begin to see that what you were taking for granted is your superhero strength and i was very good at sales right and i'm very good at marketing and and uh, just being of service that's just just where i like to be coaching but i wasn't really owning the area of sales for yeah. one thing is because i had early stigma about like, well, I don't want to be the person who's saying we can 2X your revenue in 30 days and, and all that stuff. I had all this stigma, all this preconceived notions about sales, like most of mm -hmm. us do. Um, but it really became apparent to me when I was doing sales calls and holding sales calls for some of my mentors, James Wedmore, Jim Fortin, Brandon Lucero. And over uh, with just over a year's time, I helped them enroll over $1 million in sales, um, just holding these sales calls and you know, just loving on their people and helping yeah. their customers and also at the same time, my customers for my own business, helping people to make an empowered decision where yeah. previously years prior, I was all about, I need to make money. I need to make this happen. How is this going to work? And I would show up on these calls, whatever I was doing and working from scarcity. And I realized more than anything, we are sensing beings. We can sense yeah. energy, right? We're, we, we can connect that way. And so people were picking up on my scarcity and urgency and needing to make the sale and it wasn't empowering. It wasn't getting them to a standpoint to where they felt like this is a hell yes for them. Um, so that's, that's kind of been the evolution of you know, just stepping into the whole sales arena. So I, I love it. So yeah, this is so good. And when you say you're doing these, these sales for these, these major players, that means like sales calls correctly. Yes. Is that right? Mm -hmm. In a typical environment, just because people sometimes ask me this, if you're building a business 
whether it's service-based and people typically call you before buying or it's some type of a product, maybe in the launch or something where people who aren't sure can call. Do you prefer a video conversation? Do you prefer it being over the phone? Do you find one or the other to be more effective? Or is this one of those questions that people think is a good question, but, <laughs> but there's actually better questions we should be asking when it comes yeah, to Yeah, no, no. Um, you nailed it on, on every aspect. I, I think this is a, a fair question. And I think there's something more about connecting through Zoom, being able to see each other, even though I don't really have a preference one way or the other. I was telling Joey before we went live that in my early career working with a traditional ad agency, my task, one of my very first tasks at the ad agency in 2009 was to call over 300 daycare centers to mm -hmm. interview them about their playground equipment because one of our clients was this tricycle company. And these people, there was kids screaming in the background and they're just like, who are you? What do you want? Like, what, do you, what, what? And I literally was just like every day, it was so hard for me to pick up, so hard for me to pick up the phone to where I had shell shock with the phone for a long time. Now it doesn't matter. You know, holding space to me is, is holding space. Mm. Um, I will definitely say the, the question, and, and I love that you asked that, that comes up here is, is it easier to sell somebody else's stuff than your own? Mm. And I would definitely say at the very start early on when I was just getting my, my legs and, and navigating through this world um, of entrepreneurship, yes. But now, no difference. Absolutely wow. no difference. The energy is the same because a couple things have happened. One is... I'm able to quiet my mind, right? And not get into all the meaning. What's this mean if they say no to me versus yeah. if it's somebody else's program, if they say somebody else's program, no, then it's somebody else's program. But I've gotten very good at not placing meaning on if somebody doesn't want to enroll. Mm. So that's been tremendously helpful. Also, I manage my energy well. When yeah. I'm on these calls, I'm not overthinking. I'm not overly excited. I'm, I'm in my center. And that's why the, you know, method name is heart-centered selling. It's being in your strength and your personal power in your center. And also I've gotten to a level of conviction and yes, you can get there through your mind, but more importantly, get there through your heart of knowing that the work I'm here to do with people, it's changing lives. Mm. So I'm going to stand just as powerfully, if not more powerfully for my work and my programs than I will for my mentors programs. Because I, I know once they're in my presence, once they're working with me, it's on. So. That is powerful stuff. And I know it can take people what feels like a long time to get to that level of confidence in your own program versus someone else who you've gone through, loved it, and now are a, a brand champion for. Yeah. And namely because they try to get there from here. Yeah. I can think myself into, oh, I do have value and I do have that one testimonial and that one person said that one thing. Mm -mm. I'm a big proponent of working from knowing and trusting that. You're here for a reason. Mm. You're here for a reason. And no matter what it is, if you are training dogs how to behave better or helping you know customers train their dogs, if you're in the law industry, I mean, my wife's a, an attorney. She changes lives. Whatever work you're doing, if and when you get people to say yes, that's freaking life-changing. Mm. You know, Joey and my mentor, Mr. James Wedmore, likes to say the transformation is in the transaction. If somebody says yes clicks that enroll button or, you know, gives their credit card or whatever, you've changed their life. Yeah. And from there, it's only starting. So that's a great opportunity to look at that mm. scope and time of being an important milestone and standing powerfully for that person to make an empowered decision for themselves. All I'm doing, we can take the whole word sales out, throw it out the window. 
I'm helping people to make an empowered decision for themselves. Yeah, I think that's so powerful. And and I want to be clear here because I think it's very important that you're able to back up what you sell, that you have a really strong fulfillment department in your business, whether that's you or others who are delivering on the promise of what you're doing. But it is very easy to go back up in your head when you're talking with the lead and think, oh, I still wouldn't give myself that A++ that I know I'm capable of right now with where the course is at, or we're still improving these modules, or we don't have this thing ready for them yet. To quiet that down, or at least to, to shift down to the heart of them saying yes on this call is the transformation. That's what I need to focus on right now for their own good. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me why I am so attracted to this concept of yours of heart-centered selling. I think some people would say, Joey and Adam, love you guys, but you're definitely on like the softer side of the dudes out there. Is heart-centered selling just something that other heart-centered, big-hearted people are attracted to? Is that like your niche of the selling space or is it actually not even an advantage, but a requirement for selling? That when when you teach the heart-centered part, like that is the powerful stuff. Ooh, you're you're nailing it. I mean, I love these questions. Like I just is by far already one of my favorite interviews. You're totally nailing it. I'm getting chills and all this stuff. So here's the thing. Most people do see it's like nice guys, right? And there's all the whole quote, nice guys finish last. And it does. And and sometimes you're you're overly nice. You can get walked on at times, right? But heart-centered selling is more about being in your, what I call, personal power, mm. your inner strength. And most people, I'll say 99.99999% of people, they constantly give their power away mm. to other people, to judgment, to fears, to what-ifs, to a future that's unknown, and to their thinking. We lose a tremendous amount of power with the thinking, thinking, thinking. And when you can be rooted in your strength, and not just to be nice or heart-centered and light and fluffy – but to stand powerfully for your people, to stand powerfully for their transformation, their future, and also the ripple effect. You know, if you change one person's life, you've not just changed one person's life because they're going to be a different person. They're going to be more uh, upbeat and expansive and happier, whatever, healthy, whatever. And that is going to be portrayed in their family and around their coworkers and, and everything else. You change one life, you cause a ripple effect. So when you can start to see the actual scope of the work you're doing, we no longer have to get into the short-term thing of hope people buy and hope they get it and all this stuff. It's some powerful work. And I will say the components of of heart-centered selling is one, honoring the work you're here to do. Mm. And whatever that may be, there's you know people that are like, well, I don't know what that is. Chances are the reason you don't know what that is is because you keep telling yourself you don't know what that is. You know deep inside when you get quiet and you start to listen, but you can talk yourself in 500 different directions. So come to honor the work you're here to do, honor your offers, but also stand powerfully for your value because you are tremendously value. And I can never know my own value. Joey can never know his own value. You can never know your own value in your time here on this third rock from the sun. It's impossible. There's no way you can know the true value of yourself. And so you must come to trust that you are valuable beyond belief. And yes, we can get there here 
or we can get there from here and trust. But there's a power from working heart-centered for sure. Mm. This reminds me of what you said before we went live about how one of the biggest mistakes people make when it comes to selling is not realizing that they're avoiding selling. Yeah. I was big, big avoidance, man. I learned how to do all the things. I was um, learning coding. I did the mm -hmm. whole Dreamweaver thing, was coding my own websites. And then WordPress came up. Oh, let me master WordPress. Oh, and there's a new tool called Active Campaign. Let me master that. Let me master Canva. And I know how to do graphics and Photoshop. I was doing all this stuff, but I wasn't selling. I wasn't having these tough conversations, these enrollment conversations. I wasn't putting offers out. And I'm wondering why my business isn't growing. It wasn't until I started leaning in and I say this often, if I was forced to go back in time, like I don't want to go back and touch nothing because you know how the dominoes, it might sure. just, I like where I'm at now, I like what I'm doing. Things are great. But if I was forced to go back and, and do anything different in my business, I would get close to people. I would hold calls. I would get on Zoom. I would understand people's needs a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I would lean in and work closer with people. But I was deathly afraid of that because of the fear of rejections. And you know, it, I think in an interesting way, we're seeing this play out where in the online business world, it is so much fun and it can feel so important to have a really cool social media presence. Oh yeah, the cool colors and the cool lights and all the stuff for sure. And technology makes it so easy, different mm -hmm. people's courses and things makes it easy. And it can be a really comfortable place to stay in when you're thinking, okay, what am I going to do today from nine to five if I'm a full-time business owner trying to get this off the ground? Oh, I'll make my website better. I'll shoot these three videos. And all of that has its place. But are you doing it because the other work of actually offering your offers to people yeah. is something that makes you uncomfortable? Yeah. And what's Again, I want to be careful of my words here because there can be strategies around this, but I've seen time and time again, businesses who have amazing marketing, who come to me saying, the marketing is going great, but I'm not seeing the sales. And I'm like, it's because your posts never point to an offer. Yep. Yep. hundred percent. And there's two places to work from. And working from home, I've got to say real quick, I gotta, I gotta just pause one sec. Hey, babe, will you not start that right now? <laughs> we got the laundry room right there in the in the office, so it's it's real life here, right? So I love it. I love so, it. My my apologies about that. However, and I did for I did forget your question. Can you rephrase it real quick? I don't even well, let me ask a better question. Are you also seeing that where people are are getting better at their marketing? And it's not their marketing that needs work. It's an injection of yeah. selling in their marketing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. So what I like to take a look at, I'm a very visual person. When we're doing even master classes and webinars and Facebook ads and social media posts, that's a lot of top of funnel strategy, right? That's where people live. That's where people, businesses die. And there's also the bottom of the funnel as well to where people do know you, do like you, do trust you. They would work with you at the drop of the hat if you got close enough to them and had some conversations and they could really see what's in it for them and what's possible. Mm. But we want to stay, the, the top of the funnel is comfortable. We want to get people to know us and like us and see our brands and see our messages and see our ads. But it's not usually until, and sometimes, you know, people buy, you know, considering the price, if we have some automated stuff, 
I like to beat up on automation a little bit because people want to jump there mm -hmm. before they really know what sales, what converts, what people need to hear, what the message is. People want to automate it before they really know that they have a viable offer in a product. Um, but yeah, I like to work both angles, right? We want to warm people up. We want to get new people that know, like, and trust us. We want to connect. We want to build more relationships, but it really is these micro conversations that is going to move the needle. Mm -hmm. And I've saw this from my mentors as well. You know, James Wedmore years ago when he did his first couple of launches of business by design, yes, they did this phenomenal launch, but what most people didn't see is they, uh, the team had these burner phones to where they gave their <laughs> number out and they were just texting people, texting people, having these conversations. Right. So that was, that was big for me. I was like, wow, it's like, we want to, we want to have this convert. And I even had a client years ago. She was like, I, you know, I'm running this thing, but I don't want to talk to nobody. I don't want to do any sales calls. I don't want to have any conversations. I don't want to message. Cool. Mm. Well, you're leaving a tremendous amount of money on the table and not empowering people and showing them that you care deep enough to send them a quick message yeah. and you're leaving a lot of money on the table. And I've even had, you know, heart centered selling clients in the past, customers in the past who I sent a message to and they're like, yeah, I was on the fence, but since you messaged, I'm in, I, I appreciate it. Thank you. And, and I'm in. So that's, all, that's that. great. And I feel like when myself and maybe others think of selling again in this space, I, I think we tend to think of those situations where we have a warm lead that we're trying to convert or when we're on a call with someone who's interested in raising their hand. If people want us to go deeper on that, let me know in the chat, leave a comment, just number one, and we'll talk more about the sales call tips and mistakes that people are making and Adam and I can go deeper on that side of things. But something that I think would be more helpful for more people and that I'm selfishly more interested in is how can you take Adam's skill set and program here and apply it to more of those possible leads? How can we better connect that line between that top of funnel, know, like, and trust us? to becoming like, what can we be doing to get people booking calls with us? Yeah. And do you have any tips or mistakes that you're seeing people making when it comes to making offers to new people, to cold people, yeah. to start some kind of a relationship with you? Yeah, great question. So, so I, and yet again, I see a visual when you say that it's almost like there's this scale not necessarily like warm or cold type of deal because you literally could reach out to somebody and say, Hey, look, this is the problem I solved. And this is how I help people. And they're like, never heard of you, but that's exactly what I need. Right. But for the most case it is when people enter your world, they start to get the no like and trust factor. But what really helps is if they can experience you, your expertise, and you can demonstrate your value and how things work because what happens is we're ingrained and, and I, I kind of geek out on, you know, not necessarily studying cavemen, but just kind of looking about <laughs> Elizabeth, what's going on? But just looking back at how we've been hardwired. And so as cavemen and cave women, we would want predictability if we're going to go outside and hunt. If it's cloudy out or if we're hunting in a new area and there's bushes around us that we don't really know what's in the bushes, we're not going to go. So we want predictability. We want to know that this is going to be a fruitful hunt and that we're safe. So we still have this visceral reaction of if I put myself out there, I want to hedge my bets. I want to be safe. And yeah. so as a potential customer of yours, when you can get them to start to see in their minds how this is going to play out, because if it's like, hey, look, click on the button, pay me, and then we're going to you know, do X, Y, Z, and we're going to end up over here. They're like, I don't know how that's going to transpire. 
But if you can have an experience with them to where you can help them to see the process, what's what's at stake for them, what's the consequence of staying in their in their own way, and also what's potential upswing for them, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden they're you know much more empowered, like I like I like to say, to make that decision for themselves. But people need to kind of see it and they need to understand it. They need to get close to it and come to know what the process is and what it's going to look like on the other side. So that's definitely something to to look at is how do I build in more of an experience inside? Um, and I don't even like using the word sales funnel because, you know, there's a misconception of it. I mean, there's it's a messy language and it sounds kind of cold to me. It's like I've got, got somebody in my sales funnel. Mm-hmm. Essentially, I'm, I'm building relationships. So how can I help people to have an experience to build the relationships to get them in a position to where they they know working with me is their logical next step. Oh, I love that. It reminds me of what we said before I hit the live button about this line, if it even exists, between mm. spamming and not. And I loved what you shared on that. Can you speak to to your relationship with the word spam? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, this kind of just came up on the, on the fly with you. So, and you nailed this off the start too. It's just like spamming, the whole conversation around spamming, it's an interpretation. So what you might see as spamming, I might see as something else, or or Joey might see it as uh, atrocious, right? It's just like, it's a, na- it's a label for it. It's an interpretation. And yeah. so there's no rule book for what exactly constitutes spamming. However, for me, it's always a judgment call. Would I feel good about receiving something in that light? Would it make sense to me? And, you know, I've literally made every mistake. I won't say every mistake, but I've made a tremendous amount, a majority of the mistakes when it comes to sales. And every time something didn't feel good, I'm like, I can't do that again. I'm not going to do that again. Mm. It's not going to be sustainable for me. I'm always looking at that. And after I launched Heart Centered Selling Mastery, I enrolled in another sales-oriented program. And everything they were doing in there, they were basically teaching, you know, spamming people on Instagram. They were just sending messages about, hey, bro, just to kind of like try it. And they were just, you know, just sending a whole bunch of messages. I'm just like, even if that could potentially bring in millions of dollars doing that, just flooding with a whole bunch of messages and having somebody just automate all this stuff. I just don't know if I want to build my business that way. I don't know if the long-term gain of what I want to build and, and, and how I want to help people, if that's in alignment with it. So that's always the question is, is how would I perceive that? And it's the same conversation about relationships. Am I jumping into asking the person for their hand in marriage before they even know anything about me? They might know that, Hey, look, I'm Adam Cadu and I'm from this certain town. Do you want to marry me? Mm. Right. If, if they don't really have the relationship, if they don't know more, if we haven't established our own energetic connection, then it's not going to be effective for one thing. And, and for two, it's not going to feel good for me or for them. And so that's where I base my, my judgments yeah. off of. But. I love this way of looking at it. And, and I really love what you said in terms of spam, the way that we think of it. And, and when people see it and label it that, the problem with spam isn't that it's spammy. It's that it doesn't work and it's not effective. Yep. And yep. one thing that I know you and I have learned a lot about in terms of what we've picked up in our coaching training and when we're coaching others is really strong coaches strive to assume as little as possible when they're with their coaching clients. And I was thinking about that when you were talking that really when you receive something that you think of as spam, I think it comes off as spam just because there are so many assumptions in what they're sending you. Mm, Yes. Nailed it. That that they haven't, validated and confirmed before taking things to the next step. They assume that you're already in love with them and 
therefore you're proposing, right? And it's, it's this, uh, getting chills again. And it's the same thing. And, and, you know, I teach in, in my heart centered selling mastery program, um, about, I call it the perfect sales call, right? Because mm. in doing this, all the sales calls, all the wrong ways and figuring out, I don't like this. I'm not doing it. I don't like this. I'm not doing it. I don't like this. I've felt found what's very energetic aligned to me. And I know that if somebody's going to enroll in heart centered selling, they have probably empath energy, they have a huge heart. And so they're sensitive to energy. And so they're not going to do things that are, are outside the scope of alignment. And there's this, there's a conversation inside the whole sales calls process is to make sure that people are in agreement with you when you present an offer, right? Yeah. So it's, it's kind of just getting on the same common ground, establishing some sort of rapport and, and, and understanding that we could potentially work together. If I'm doing a clarity call or not necessarily a clarity call, but if I'm doing a breakthrough call, mm. somebody comes on with the intention of, oh, we're going to have a breakthrough on this call. And then we spend 15 minutes and I talk about a few things and then I just transition right into the offer. They're going to be caught off guards. There's, there's no agreement that we're going to have this conversation about around an offer. But at the same while, somebody comes in, we can do a breakthrough call. And if they had a great experience and if it feels good to me, I'm going to ask them. It's like, hey, look, you know, you had a great experience. I'm going to recap a little bit, you know, just share some of the some of the wins and what's possible for their for them now. And I can ask for their agreement by saying, if you're open for it, I'd love to discuss what it looks like to potentially work together, you know, longer and in the future. Most times people are going to say, yeah, then the slate is clean. Like I'm good. I don't have to feel like I pulled the one over or did the, the clickbait or whatever it's called. And, and, you know, and I'm not pulling, you know, the switch, the bait and switch, right? Yeah. So I'm in alignment. We're in agreement. So the energy is there. It's clean. So. That's so good. And I've, I've never heard someone call them breakthrough calls before. I love that. Oh, that's yeah. so good. Yeah. And I, I try and keep more technical questions to a minimum because I know that they're not the most helpful questions to ask. But on this topic of sales calls and doing this work of creating the, the space to have these agreements along the way, is there a, a typical time frame that you found to be effective or a range in terms of the duration of these calls that works well? Yeah. What I will, what I will say, and this is from what I've experienced is there's people out there that are teaching do a two hour call. And I know from experience and just being considerate of other people, you have somebody sit in their seat on their butt for 90 minutes. Their brain is, mm. I, want, you know, I got to move. I got to do something else. And I think that's actually, it's almost like and I'm, I'm kind of backtracking here, but when we think about sales along a lot of times, we think about how we've had experiences in sales. Maybe there's a used car salesman that's just literally just talking, 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 talking. And you're like, whoa. And, and I really feel like the whole used car salesman, I've never heard this, but it's almost like they want to wear you down to where mm. you know, you're, you're more likely to just default and be like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll stay in, in alignment with the conversation yeah. we had and I'll say yes. Right. And so that might be the scope of the two hour sales call. But I, I know that at that standpoint, people are like, I want off of here. I'm not really prepared to make a decision. And, you know, I've got a lot to think about. And if you gave your heart and soul on that call, which I, I'm, I mean, I'm holding space, I'm not going to just overwhelm them and give them every little tool and, and things to do, 500 things to do. But if they feel like they're set up for success, they don't need you. They don't need that next step. Yeah. So I definitely I'm looking and it, it depends on the context of the call. If somebody has been through an experience, say like a launch, like a three-part live experience or something like that, and if they get on a sales call, 15, 20, 25 minutes, somewhere in there, um, just to answer okay. the questions, check in. They already know about the offer and stuff like that. 
But when it comes to, you know, a one-to-one call, if somebody comes in and they, and they saw that there's a potential to work with you, they don't really know the scope of it. I'd say, you know, 40 minutes to an hour feels pretty okay. good. Okay. And there's always the conversation too of, is it worth my time? And you can do certain things to, to make sure it is worth your time. One, you can do an application process. And if you are way crazy busy and you're like, hey, look, I'm not going to do just these free clarity calls and breakthrough calls and things like that, you can actually charge for this initial call. And you can enroll their investment in this call into your six months, you know, year-long program, whatever you're offering at that standpoint, leveraging the, the investment that they've already spent being rolled into that. So there's all different ways to do it. But right. yeah, I would say for more of a cold call or not necessarily cold, but just somebody that's having a breakthrough call with you and you start to talk about your program, you want to honor that offer. Sometimes just the offer is going to be 10 minutes, you know, answering questions and telling them what's really at store for them and what's at scope for them. So I, I say that's a good rule of thumb, but it could be okay. 30 minutes, could be a little bit longer too. So. That was, that was helpful. Thanks for getting into the weeds with me on that one. Yeah, and, I like it. I mean, for every, I hope everybody who's watching this live, especially if you're watching it and maybe you, you are just hopping on now that you go back and you rewatch, because man, we covered some really great topics here. Adam, can you talk about your program uh, when the doors are opening and for those who are interested, what the next step is for them so they don't miss whatever trainings or yeah. live videos that you've got planned. Absolutely. So so last year we did um, a beta program and we did a, a free offering to where we did three-part video series with some coaching and, and things like that in between and the people loved it. And so what I decided to do is October 14th, we're going to do a three-part epic live training experience to where I'm taking some of the premises from the beta program that's going to allow you to set a more solid foundation in starting to work from your heart and get out of your head. Because when you're in your head, you're not in your heart. Yeah. When you're not in your heart, you're dead. So the conversation is going to be uh, basically three parts. The first one is tapping into your own strength, starting to work, live, play from your own personal power. And I'm going to show you exactly how to do that with quieting your mind and also enhancing this energy that's already working with you and, and for you, right? There's, there's energy all around us. And also I'll, I'll just premise too, by saying that we like to think that it's the words, it's the structure of the program, it's the modules that get people to buy. Yeah. But more than anything, studies actually show that 95% of our buying decisions are made unconscious or subconscious before we actually in our minds say, yes, I'm in. Mm -hmm. So I'm teaching you how to effectively connect deeper with your people, not necessarily how to say the right words in the scripts and the blueprints and all that. In training number two, we're going to take a, a, a deeper look in some of the heartfelt language patterns, whether that be kind of like hypnotic language or just belief busting language. So that mm. way you can start to speak to people differently in the marketplace because early on myself and, and a lot of entrepreneurs are speaking at people. This yeah. is what you need to know. This is what you need to do. This is the five steps, but people don't want to be spoke at, right? They want to feel connected. They want to feel part of the conversation. So I'm, I'm showing you how to bypass people's mental filters to their advantage and to your advantage by using heartfelt language patterns. And then lastly, I am going to, you know, cover, um, you know, just some of the conversation that we started on today about certain very simple, but very intentional aligned strategies that you can start to use to bring people into your world to start to take on new sales and bring new sales into your business today. So I, that's the conversation there. I love this. And I just want to say for anybody who's running a business and you feel like you're not where you want to be yet, 
I have learned the hard way that out of all of the different areas of your business where you can improve and are wanting to improve, sales are where you need to start. I have an advisor that I work with who talks about this propeller for your business. And he's like, if you're not converting and getting the leads that you want to sell, let's start with that propeller of the business. And as we work more on that, then we can shift to other areas and then circle back to sales and improve it even more. You may or may not think that this is a fun topic to go deep on and you are just going to totally love and dance your way through Adam's program. But I can tell you, this is the important work that your future you will thank you for making a priority. 100%, 100%. It was the one thing that once I started focusing on it and honoring it and beginning to master that things started to change, business started to grow. Because uh, a mentor of mine back in 2009 said, nothing moves until something's sold. And we mm. like to think that I'm putting out a lot of great information. You know, I have, a, I have a podcast that I pour my heart and soul into, but a lot of times that's just the training wheels. You know, when people come into uh, my program, that's where the real work begins because they're invested. They're being hyper-intentional about the energy that they're, they're exuding into the work that we're doing. So that's when it really begins. So absolutely. So yeah, so October 14th, we kick off the three-part live great. video series. Yeah, and, and Joey, I, I, I got you set up, man. I got you set up with the link if, if you want me to share that and all that. Yeah, so. yeah, please do. Okay, cool. Um, so we've got, we've got a, a link for Joey set up at Adam Cadu dot com forward slash joey keep it keep it easy and that's a k-i-d-d-o-o.com and we can definitely throw that in the comments to get registered for this three-part video series and i'm doing things different this year you know i've actually got a, a setup to where i'm presenting you know and we're also doing a case study contest and just really having a lot of fun right? i misspelled really, your last name i knew i would do that oh <laughs> it's an easy one to, to misspell and i i see people sometimes are like kiddos or something my kiddos and i'm like it, it catches my eye every time k-i-d-d-o k-i-d-d-o-o two d's two o's. there we so, go there we go very cool man so so that's where we where you can go to get registered and i definitely know that like joey said this is a conversation that it's easy to say well i'm gonna do this win 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 yep but this is the work i mean if you want a more direct route to growing your businesses you've heard stats that say nine out of ten businesses fail in their first mm -hmm. few years that's why so they want to do all the fun and fluffy stuff and, and master Canva and look at all the templates. I did it too. Yep. But they don't want to sell. They don't want to honor their gifts. They don't want to stand for people because it can be uncomfortable at times, but it does not have to be. When you're coming from a place of service, when you're coming from a place of wanting the best in people and in the world, it actually becomes easy. Yeah. And here's the conversation too, is the marketplace is constantly changing. You know, there's this whole concept about market sophistication. What we could do years ago, you know, you could probably send somebody an email in 2017 with an offer and they're like, well, I got this email with this offer. This is crazy. Cool. Awesome. I'm going to do this. Never seen anything like this before. You could do a webinar 10 years ago too. And it was just like, you're on a webinar. They're converting like crazy. Now people are being more uh, sensitive to what they take in and also how people approach them around sales. So yeah. here's the thing. If you're not feeling aligned and feeling good and feeling expansive about putting offers out and honoring your gifts and standing for your people, it's going to continue to be a tough road ahead. But when you master this area, when you let your personal power and your essence and your energy start to work through you and for you, it can be a much more expansive and fun ride. So speaking from experience and, and my customers will back that 
as well for sure so so good so good you guys can probably tell at this point why i love adam so much adam thank you for being on here i i hope everybody checks out the page and again you guys what you're seeing here or are listening to is the real deal adam is amazing and so whether you click on any links after this or not i would encourage you to just send adam a message and if there's any way that he can help you if there's any things that you're struggling with i mean he he really does have such a generous heart and he helps so many people on this one of my regrets as an online business owner is that i knew of adam and waited so long to reach out to him because i felt like i wasn't at whatever level yet to start building a relationship with someone that was on adam's level and i've since learned what a mistake that was and that adam also doesn't think that way so build those would, connections yeah. adam is amazing and i'm excited for everybody to to have adam enter your orbits thank you and i and i was the exact same way and i figured out that people actually like to help others surprising as it mm -hmm. sounds so reach out yeah 100 i'm here for you let me know how i can help and yeah get get registered i mean you know just experience this free experience in itself you're going to take away so much um, that's going to put you on a new trajectory in how you show up and how you perceive your business and perceive sales. It's a big conversation. So we'll, we'll make it easy on you. So good. So good. All right, you guys, I will see you all next week. Thanks again, Adam, for being here. Yeah. Thank you, Joey. This has been awesome. I appreciate it. All right. That'll do it for this week's episode of the Business Growth Advantage with me, Joey C. Vitale. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see y'all next week.